Welcome to The Crunch with Crib Creative. I'm Jess, and each week we're going to be diving into the stories of some of Perth's best agents and business people, how they got where they are, and what they learned along the way. John Perkadani needs no introduction to anyone who knows real estate in WA. John and his wife Anita started Realmark in 1989, building the business from the ground up, and in the process, developing one of the most recognisable brands in Australian real estate today. Known for his innovation and leadership in the industry, it was a pleasure to sit down and have a chat to John about his journey. John, thank you so much for your time today, coming on The Crunch and having a chat to me. To kick things off, I just wanted to get an idea of how you got started and how you got your start in real estate. Well, it was sort of an interesting scenario, but it's always about relationships and business often, isn't it? Um, So it was a friend of my father's who actually in those days ran a very successful Roy Weston office. And... uh, I was in between careers and he suggested that uh, that might be a good opportunity for me. Yeah. And uh, so I went and had a, a chat with him, went to one of their careers nights, that sort of thing. And ultimately said, look, I don't think you're very suited to maybe general residential real estate at that time. I think your background might be good. And so he ended up directing me into the uh, commercial and projects field. Oh. And that's how I ended in, into the real estate arena. Right. So mm. what had you been doing prior to... When, when the opportunity arose? So prior to being involved in the real estate um, profession, I was a, a town planner of all things. Oh, right. Yeah, so uh, it was sort of property related, but from a very different p- perspective. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Mm. And how did, um, how did that kind of property background, I guess, help you when you moved into real estate? Were there any particular things that stood out as, as being really beneficial? I think what I what I realised very quickly when I went into real estate is that obviously my network was not necessarily the network that was necessarily going to give me success in real estate, mm-hmm. but the knowledge that I'd gained from my education and from my experience on the other side of the fence mm-hmm. gave me a perspective around property and property development and projects, um, um, which was different from the average real estate transactor at that time Mm -hmm. and I think people were attracted to that level of competency and uh, you know that that certainly attracted clients to me and it certainly held them to me because I was able to give them a you know a degree of 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 insight and influence if you like Mm -hmm. that they maybe not have got elsewhere Uh, things have obviously changed over time but this is going back a little while ago did you get any experience in residential before opening your own agency or or did you go from commercial and then decide to own your open your own um, yes, I, I look at the end of the day, I, I was very successful in the projects and pro, projects and commercial arena. Yeah. But I, I did realise that I needed to, to round off my um, my residential exposure or mm. my residential predicate. Yeah. Um, so I did, I did go and work for a, um, a very large agency um, that was a specialist in land subdivisions. And I was a director there for some time. And then subsequently, I then decided to go and actually operate and not operate in terms of ownership, but operate as a licensee and as a manager, uh, a residential agency in the Western suburbs for some time. And we had a very large um, rental agency there as well, property management portfolio, as well as a very active sales team. So, you know, ultimately that sort of gave me a sort of a good insight to things. And and then we decided to do something of our own. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And what what prompted you to make that decision? Um... Oh, probably a bit, bit naive in some respects. <laughs> uh, uh, look, I, I, I suppose once again, going back into the context of that time, I didn't feel that as a person coming from a, a professional services background into the field of real estate, that as, as an employee, I was really recognised or treated with the most amount of um, 
of uh, respect or support that I might have expected. Mm -hmm. So um, ultimately, I, I felt that I would want to do it my way and and do it in a way that that was um, had the sort of um, principles and values that reflected in my approach to people. Mm -hmm. And that's what really would encourage me to go and start in my own right. Yeah. yeah. So when you did um, start Realmark, what were what was your vision for the agency? What were those values and principles sure. that you? Um, well, I have to say that it was a, it was an extremely humble beginning. Um, I think the the main the main value at that time was really, in some respects, to give myself a job um, and provide my family a living. Um, but look, I, I certainly believe that one we were keen to provide a high degree of competency. Um, to really deliver on, on trust, um, a genuine relationship. And, you know, many of the clients that we developed um, even continue to be with us to this day mm -hmm. in our different avenues in the residential and commercial um, property arenas. Um, and so, you know, to me it was all about, well, if I was on the other side of the fence, what would I expect? Mm -hmm. Is it just about being a sales transactor or is it really being somebody that's invested in that client relationship and developing not just um, in that one transaction, but in terms of really providing them good insight, good advices and good good process to achieve the outcomes that they want. And I, I, do, I do believe that people really buy into that. And certainly in the context of that time, that was a that was a big differential. The competency was a big differential that people were attracted to. Yeah. And how did you go about growing the brand? Um, beginnings. Sure. Um, uh, from a very early uh, stage, you know, we certainly acknowledged that we needed to be um, um, very good at what we did, very committed. So, you mm -hmm. know, hard work was part of the equation. Mm -hmm. So going the extra mile in every, every aspect that we did. Um, my wife, Anita, and I were very much a team um, and we certainly worked together and, and believe it's our own individual um, uh, abilities to, 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 to great effect and leveraged our time, even though we had a young family at that time and all the rest of it. Um, but um, I suppose where we really focused on was one, well, how can we provide a much deeper um, set of, of, of um, engagement with the client in relation to sharing information, insights and ideas, what if concepts and and uh, once again i think i was able to leverage my town planning background to sort of give people a much more deeper understanding of the property or the the product that they were buying and mm -hmm. what might be the potentials that they could achieve through that both immediate and long term and i think people really appreciated that added value that you could add to the equation um, i think they were very mindful that there was youth and enthusiasm and a genuine desire to do the right thing and i think people buy into that very very uh, very deeply mm -hmm. when they see it I think they, they, they appreciate that so the, the, the combination of real genuine advisor influencer and um, genuine um, wanting to do the right thing was what it is and then we realized ultimately that we had to leverage a brand the brand had to stand for something mm -hmm. um, so that was a real struggle when you're you're a one-man operation yeah. but from day one we tried to make the business look and sound different even if you think about the name mm -hmm. it was a name that was created it was invented it really meant nothing yeah. but it was meant to be synonymous with with making a mark in real estate yeah. uh, rather than being named after a particular person or a particular suburb or a particular um, style of doing things mm -hmm. so that whole generic pr approach once again in terms of positioning the brand was 
let the clients see what they want to see in it. So if they're engaging in it residential or commercial or projects, um, then or property management Australia, they read whatever they wanted to, to into that brand. Mm-hmm. That, that was very different for the time. Yeah. Mm. What about internally? Um, mm. As you're growing, a, as you're growing a business, how did you can look at your brand internally and sure. portray that to potential recruits or or mm. staff members? I think that when you when you first start the business, of course, you know the business is very much a reflection of yourself because it's connected to you. Yeah. And I think I quickly realised that that. Um, that you can you can overreach and over dominate the business brand. So the business has to stand its own right. Mm-hmm. Um, so you know it has to have its own own standards, its own values, its own principles, its own way of doing things. Um, I think in business quite often you can become very focused on doing the task rather than understanding the the business's needs, platform, solution, and uh, model. So I'm very conscious of that from day one, but I, ultimately the business is driven by the competency and personality of the people within. Mm-hmm. So I, I believe that Nita and I were always very focused on attracting like-minded people with similar outlooks, principles and values so that we were constantly building on that. And I think you see that in Real Mike even to this day mm-hmm. and people often comment about the sense of place that's inside Romark, but also on the outside of Romark. Yeah. Um, and they, they comment it both locally and nationally. Um, but certainly I believe that we, that also as, if you're like leaders of that business, we quickly learned that you don't try and dominate it yourself, but you try and leverage and multiply the talents of everybody. It's a co-creation, not a, not a dominance scenario. Yeah, yeah. Is that something that you're still striving to do today with your franchise owners and yeah look the the journey in terms of if you like letting go um from being if you like the owner and operator of the business totally to then sharing it with others is 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 equally an exciting prospect to see something that you grow from very humble beginnings to something that has its own life and multiplies now and you go into rooms where there's hundreds of people Mm -hmm. It's 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 um, it's a, it's an interesting journey, but it's also a challenge to let go. Yeah. Um, and hope that the people have the DNA of the brand and the culture and the sense of place within them, and they replicate it. Mm-hmm. And, but you've also got to be open that um, they in turn wish to influence back the other way, um, and there's a journey for them and you to go together. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. What's um one of the biggest challenges you faced in growing? growing the brand and growing the business? Look, I think as a small business, once again, with very humble beginnings, and then the, the, the limitations of your own talents as a practitioner and a business person. Um, so, you know, nobody really was there to guide me or coach me or mentor me. Yeah. Um, and then the other thing is the just sheer economics or logistics of running a business, um, having, um, having to do everything from being the transaction person to managing the trust account to doing the books and doing the financial planning and all the other case may be. So, that, you know, being all things to all roles is very, very challenging, particularly in those early, early periods. Um, and then the sense of having enough capital to do the things that you want. And in some respects, I think looking back on the past, we probably were amb- ambitious for the business, ambitious for the brand, and often reached and stretched ourselves 
um, quite extensively and um, both in talent terms and resources. And so, you know, we certainly certainly were, were over, over, over arching in our approach to what, what our ambitions were for what Rumai could be. Was there ever a point, and it might have been size of staff or number of franchises, or where you sat back and went, wow, we've really, look what, I've, look what we've created? Um, I suppose I always look at things and say the best is yet to come. Yeah. Um, and so I, I think there's, 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 a, a, there's a journey. Um, often you hear people make those comments to you, but you feel as though the journey has yet to be completed mm-hmm. and it's never ending. Yeah. Um, I, I do believe that one of the things that did sort of confront us, uh, Nita and I, um, and particularly myself, um, was when we sort of were celebrating 25 years anniversary for for Mark. So you know, one where did that time go? That's a, that's a long time. It's not a long not yeah. a long time. Yeah. Um, but when you bring people together that have been with you along that transition, and I remember our very first bank manager telling a story where this young couple turned up and were wanting to borrow twenty thousand dollars, and the and the staff were almost begging him to give them give us the twenty thousand. <laughs> oh, they're such a nice couple. They're quite nice. You really got to favour them. You know, it harks to a very different era, doesn't it? <laughs> yeah. And him coming there and, and and saying that he felt like he was part of Royal Mark and part of that journey, even though he'd yeah. been long retired, but also clients and customers and even your own parents coming to an event and going oh my gosh I didn't realize that our son John and our son and our daughter and Laura Anita how the creators of all of this and yeah. so you see the pride in other people of being part of it and that's when it really dawns on you yeah and yes I know financial reward is very nice and the ego of a brand is very nice but when you see the pride in others that's the real reward yeah, yeah. what um you remind me so much of Alana when you say that. That's exactly how she talks about career, which is very, really nice to hear. Um, what are the, some of the biggest challenges that you face kind of now in the, in the level that you're at, in the stage that you're at of the business? Um, I think that um, we're faced with the challenges that are the climate of the time that we're in, both, fight, both economically mm-hmm. but also um, socially in terms of the changing nature of customers and society and how do you best address those Um, I think that a lot of people have talked about the impact of disruptors and all the rest of it most of those things actually aren't disruptors Mm -hmm. Um, but I think we do need to revisit our our relationship with a customer and re-evaluate the customer journey that we have in every front Mm -hmm. and make sure that we're as refined and evolved and as sharp and using the technology as much as we can and um, the brand and all the other things, the legacy of our last many, many years mm-hmm. to, to our own advantage. So I think making sure that we have that understanding and we address that I think is a big, big challenge. Um, I think not being focused on the successes and the legacy of the past that's yesterday and mm-hmm. we need to look on the legacy and the history that we're going to create going forward. So constantly re-challenging yourself and resetting is, is I think, a very, very important, but it's equally much bigger challenge that we want. Mm-hmm. But the one thing that I note is that people that sort of, if you like, businesses that break through quite often, it's not that far away from being 
average to be at the ascendancy. Mm-hmm. And I think that's the really exciting thing for Realmark as a group, but it's also for the people that are within Realmark. Mm-hmm. So, you know, big challenge is, one, getting a head around that, but then also getting all our leaders' heads around that and getting an alignment in terms of clarity of direction and collaboration in terms is together, we're going to co-create this future for ourselves, the brand and the people within it and the customers that it serves. Yeah. You, you led me into my next question, which was, I guess, um, Realmark have been a brand that have really been recognised for innovation um, and, and the way that you embrace technology. So um, I guess I wanted to know what you're anticipating coming up. Is that something um, that you are really across? Is that kind of, you know, it sounds like you're quite passionate about being on top of what's going on um, or do you have a team around you um, that do that and, yeah, what's coming up for you guys? Sure. Look, Anita and I realised from the very first day we started a business that there's there's a limit to what you can do in terms of hours and energy and abilities. Mm-hmm. Um, so we were always very, very keen to leverage tech to extend ourselves to focus on creating a business model and a business platform rather than just focusing on product or service. Mm-hmm. And I think that's been one of our, our driving differentials that people don't necessarily understand by looking at it from afar. So from day one, when we, you know, we put on a program called Microsoft at that time, mm-hmm. which, you know, funny enough, people didn't even, hadn't even heard of <laughs> in, in, many, in many quarters. Um, so we've always been very keen, and Realmark has in WA been a very progressive agency. A lot of things that people see as commonplace these days, uh, we've always gone forward. Um, I think what happens over time, though, is you realise that um, as 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 you continue to in, in innovate, um, increasingly people imitate, mm-hmm. and so you know that 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 clear competency differential gets uh, diffused, gets diluted, not necessarily because people do it in a complete way that some respects they only do in a cosmetic way but that the differential gets gets diluted Mm -hmm. i believe that we must be very aware of technological evolution and we must embrace that but to think that that's going to be the solution is 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 not the right thing we must keep pace with that but the very thing that is the crucial differential that we can always offer is ourselves mm-hmm. so being human and having the human relationship the emotional intelligence the emotional engagement the emotional relationship the emotional understanding the emotional influence with it with a customer is ultimately what they crave so the tech the tech and the innovation is only about trying to connect and communicate that out with with the consumer and then when they engage making sure that the innovation and the tech leverages our abilities to deliver on our brand promise Mm -hmm. do you see any significant changes happening obviously there are significant changes happening in the industry at the moment with um, the introduction of the award and um and looking to professionalize the industry that kind of thing but in terms of tech or the way you interact with consumers can you see any big changes happening in the near future what are your predictions for that i I think you've raised a couple of issues there i think first of all i think in terms of the real estate profession we can get a little bit introspective so Mm -hmm. uh, you know sort of laying even to your previous question one of the things that i'm very um, keen to make sure that i do is i expose my thought patterns to people from other industries and certainly people from from a from a different generation a different perspective Um, you know this is a family-run business i have a 
another generation of, of, of people that are now coming into the business that see things very differently to myself and mm-hmm. I allow myself to be challenged by that and I think that's a very healthy thing. Um, conv- you know, this morning I was reading a, an article from Harvard um, Harvard Business School about, well, you know, what is a true innovator? What is really evolution? Is Uber really revolution or is it just refinement of a thing we already know? Mm-hmm. So I think you've got to make sure that your mind is open to those sort of questions. And sometimes that's a little bit, I don't know, deep for some people or a little bit abstract for some people. But I think if you're going to be relevant to today's consuming, you've got to allow your mindset to be open to those sorts of things. In terms of the climatic changes relative to economy and awards, yes, I believe that they're going to lead to a continual structural change to the real estate industry. Mm-hmm. I believe that um, on every avenue, um, we do need to evolve our, our business model, our engagement model with, with, with talent within our companies, but also our engagement model with the consumer. Um, and if we don't, um, then it will be to our detriment and others will fill our space. The beauty is that, here's the thing, we have decades and decades of history and legacy where we have the customer. Everybody else wants to grab our customers, be Mm -hmm. it the portals, be it the disruptors, be it the innovators. But we have the golden opportunity, if we step forward and we Uberize ourselves, Mm -hmm. then we're the ones that have the greatest ability to advance. And I think that's the real challenge and the real opportunity that we have at the moment. Yeah. It's both challenge and opportunity. Absolutely. What, uh, what, would, you, what would you say to, um, I guess, people who are just getting started out in the industry and, you know, there is those challenges and those opportunities coming up? Sure. What's your advice to those guys? Um, um, look, in business, they're always going to be more, you know, we always focus on optimism, the opportunity and the upside. Um, I think that we must um, understand that, that, that it is, that we have to continually have a growth mindset, an open mindset. Um, we've really got to be looking beyond, if you like, the, the day-to-day. The, we've mm-hmm. got to look at beyond the horizon. And we must have people that really challenge us around those sorts of things. But look, I think real estate and property generally is a, is, is a very rewarding career. Uh, it, you know, it's the biggest asset class in Australia. Yeah. So why wouldn't you be involved in a business of that nature? Mm-hmm. Um, but yes, we do, we do have to go with, into it with, with, a, with a perspective that it is, it is a challenging field. There's no question about that. And it's not something where you ever arrive. You must constantly challenge yourself. You must constantly evolve yourself. You must always see yourself as being somebody that's willing to see a new perspective in terms of the market dynamic, the consumer dynamic, the technology, the brand. It's a constant state of evolution. And if you're not going to embrace that, then you're probably going to be very irrelevant very quickly. Mm-hmm. Um, I think structure, we're seeing a lot of change in the industry. I think we're seeing a lot of, um, if you like, um, competency evolution. A lot of people that have left the industry from an individual point of view, we're seeing a lot of change to which businesses are going to be successful and which are not. And it's not about individuals or brands. It's about business models mm-hmm. and how they're really adapting to meet the challenge of today. I'm not saying there's any one better than others, but certainly you can see the the rise and rise of sort of the hybrid uh, bespoke brands. They mm-hmm. seem to be fitting 
the climate, the customer's expectation, the climate, and they're a lot more agile and um, and, and relevant than maybe some other business models. Mm-hmm. I'm conscious of your time, so um, I want to just bring it back finally to back to you and sure. your business. I'm really interested to hear um, what you think your, your, the personal qualities are that have made you so successful and what keeps you motivated to keep doing this year after year. Sure. What? Uh, look, I, I certainly like the, the, the industry that we're in um, yeah. and I certainly like the idea of focusing not, not even so much about just on real estate, but the business of real estate. Mm-hmm. Um, I really do enjoy, enjoy engaging with the new generation of emerging, um, if you like, um, p- professional people or professions, or people that are approaching it as a profession they wish to engage as not a default profession, but as a profession that they see their life in. So I really like to see that evolution and I would, am very keen and very genuine to foster, foster that. Uh, I believe that I'm my personal values is one, a degree of integrity and honesty. I think that I'm a very sharing person. Um, I'm very keen to, to, to not only share what I have, but I, I enjoy seeing other people achieve success. And if I can be part of that, then I'm very proud to, to have some degree of influence or contribution around that. Um, it's interesting, I was traveling with one of our senior property managers the other day and we, we were driving and I said, oh yeah, and she would say, oh yeah, I've managed that. And I said, oh yeah, I've, I've leased that and I've sold that. And it was interesting <laughs> as we were journeying around, around Perth from one side to another, how we were commenting on if like the, the influence you have in, in different people's lives. Yeah. And it wasn't so much about the property we're talking about, it was about the customers and the people that we've engaged over that period of time. And I think in any person's long career, it's not so much even about the financial rewards you know, it, it is about the journey of life and the contribution that you make not only to yourself but also to other people in, in that process. Yeah. And to me, that's what brings me back to the table. And I certainly look forward to a very long future in that. Beautiful. I think that's a fantastic way to end. I want to thank you for your time, John. It's, it's been, been a really, pleasure really, talking to you. Really interesting. Lots of good insights there for people into the industry and the brand. And um, So thank you so much for your time. It's been my great pleasure. Thanks for tuning into The Crunch. We'd love to hear your thoughts on the show. So if you'd like to share them, please email me at jess at cribcreative.com.au. Don't forget to subscribe if you enjoyed the show and share it with anyone else you think might like it.